Hello and welcome to Season 4. It's a podcast that seeks to encourage and inspire you on your journey. Well, today we are just about to go into our devotion, but this week's uh, conversation is with Marco Stryker, or as I like to, or he prefers, and I think it's easier for me anyways, he just likes to be known as Marco. He is an individual that just has a wealth of wisdom when it comes to engaging with the emerging generation. And um, the truths that he has picked up along the way, it's so transferable um, to adults as well. Uh, And when you get to listen to the episode, you go, oh yeah, I get it. Uh, And so anyway, here is a quick snippet from our chat and we'll go straight into the devotion. Don't forget, the actual full interview will be coming up very shortly. You know, maybe another one of the significant shifts that's taken, still taking place is a move from kind of a proclamation-based approach to a dialogue, right? And yeah. uh, what we've learned from research on adolescent faith development over the last uh, 10 or 15 years is that if teenagers are not verbalizing their belief, it's just not going to stick. So what I say as a youth worker is significantly less important than what they say. So that means that reshifts, that shifts my role or recalibrates my role. My job then is to become a tour guide to the Christian faith, right? I'm an environmental host creating opportunities for meaningful belonging and dialogue. Uh, And that doesn't discount like, say, the role of scripture or understanding what it looks like to follow Jesus. It just the approach is different rather than one of proclamation or content focused. Um, So, yeah, what's really needed is um, a team. I'm going to just recapping a team of adults because you can't do this on your own unless your youth group is maybe three kids. Then you can do it on your own. Right. A team of adults who are in this together, who understand that our role is to create these meaningful relationships that are safe where honesty and questions and doubts, which by the way, are not the opposite of faith. Um, And I would suggest that doubting is part of God's intention for teenagers as they move from a concrete pre-adolescent faith into the beauty of abstract uh, thinking that's given to them uh, at puberty as they r- start to wrestle with how do I own what I actually believe? And a significant part of that process is having a safe place where they can verbalize that and talk about it. It's absolutely critical. So much so that I've come to say the, the um, verbalization of belief is more important than the accuracy of the belief, particularly when it comes to young and middle teenagers. Um, that's not that I don't want them to have an accurate belief. I just, the pathway to get there often goes through some really messy space and we need to embrace that and create an honest, uh, honest environment for that to take place. Okay. Well, let's get into this devotion right now. The power of solidarity in Matthew chapter seven, verse 12 in the passion translation, part six, it reads, In everything that you do, be careful to treat others in the same way you'd like them to treat you. For this is the essence of all the teachings of the law and the prophets. So here we are, 
the last of this verse series. In one of my day jobs, I'm an advisor with the Cinnamon Network. Part of this role is consulting with churches across the south of England, helping them to track the way to meet the needs of their communities best. In the discussions with the leaders, I ask a series of loaded questions. What does success look like? What's preventing you? What's going to help? They often give me a whole heap of answers. I then ask, I then ask, how do you think the community members will answer these same questions personally about themselves? And it's in that moment that the leadership starts to see the world beyond themselves and see it in a form of solidarity. We all have basic fears, dreams and challenges. When we're so full of ourselves, it's no wonder we miss what's happening around us. Christ came as a servant. Instead of being entitled, he came with a purpose to help. He even went on to say, his food is to do the will of his father, to serve. Common ground sees the other as an equal. It lowers our lofty versions of ourselves and raises the other up. Irrespective of our status, race, age, background, we all want dignity and shalom. And it's in this verse that we step into that action. What does the kingdom of God look like? It looks like this. I'll turn up, give time, be myself, vulnerable, We'll share together. I'll see you in the common things we have. I'll support you in kindness through words and deeds. Father, inspire me. Christ, guide me. Holy Spirit, transform our worlds to where you intend us to be. Amen.